You are listening to The Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Badybar and Kevin Gieszewski. Each week, we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. Our website is bobandkevin.show. And our episodes can be found virtually on any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. Oh, your video came through as a tiny little sliver. It's not supposed to do that. You know, I do want to get skinnier, but this is just awkward. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Bob. I'm so tired of this live shit already. Good Lord. Hey, we're Bob and Kevin. I'm actually Bob over here. That other guy who just magically came from thinness to fullness is... (laughs) He made me husky. I'm Kevin. (laughs) <laughs> well, I just made you not not a <laughs> sliver. So, yes. uh, so we're 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 continuing to try this live thing. I had to redeem myself from last week because apparently it was forty minutes of me not having audio. Kevin had audio, so it seemed like it was a very one sided conversation. Uh, that's not a hundred percent true. I was participating, and then my audio came in very echoey at the forty-minute mark because I hit too many buttons. But then I think by about forty-four minutes, I was in it for the last fifteen. How's that sound? Sounds good. Do I only get paid I, a quarter, twenty-five percent? Yeah, and really, the the video part is the icing on the cake. The cake being the audio, the podcast. So if you're hearing this podcast only. Do try to check us out somewhere on streaming if, if you're into the like the video. What does Bob look like? What does Kevin look like? And is there another Bob Beatty bar in the world? If I Googled you, Bob, would there be like some guy with like some sort of weird curly Q mustache or, you know, I don't know. I'm just curious. I should probably look that up just in case someone has stolen my identity. But I think I'm the only one. So How about Grant, Kevin Gashevsky's? Are there more than one of those? There's not. So the the one good thing about having a completely unpronounceable last name is uniqueness. So if somehow you spell it correctly, <laughs> you will find me. It's funny because Grant, who's 20, he does a YouTube channel for a football player. He got a shout out by the football player on the football player's channel. Make sure you go follow Grant Gashevsky. And he was just butchering the last name. So one of these days, oh, I was going to say that actually sounded pretty good, but that's not exactly what he said then, huh? No, no. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I'm not adverse to him if he wants to change or have it like a pen name, if you will, because you can, you know, this is my production last name or whatever. So who knows? I, I don't think I'll ever change just because, yeah, nobody cares about me, but he's young. He's got potential. I'm just old and, you know, whatever. Plus, I'm the only one who says your name on on air anyway. So <laughs> it's true. I, I do. It's going to sound vain. I do Google myself from time to time because I'm just curious what comes up. You know, because my name's fairly unique. You know, what comes up when you Google yourself? And I recommend you Google yourself, unless your name's like John Smith, and then it's just like, what's the point? So yeah, but I am curious because um, there's like these like. Slimy websites, you know, my life and whatever they are that will be like oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. $15, we can tell you things about um, 
Kevin. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that's also what LinkedIn's business is. If you if you ever notice, <laughs> do you want a paid pro account so you can vicariously see who's been checking you out professionally? Of course. Uh, I digress. Yeah, but they don't have FBI and stuff on. Like they don't have court cases and stuff on LinkedIn. They do on those other places. Not yet. Those Fifteen dollar reports. I don't know. Do you have the paid version <laughs> of LinkedIn, Bob? Maybe they do. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll never know. I do not. But look, you got skinny again. What the heck? You're supposed to be locked to interbounds. That's not supposed to happen. I don't know. So this is making for a great podcast. Skype. Bob's fiddling with video stuff. <laughs> Nobody Skype, can see it. OBS, get your shit together. What is going on? So um, let's see here. You had some topics today. For us to talk about i do have one, some topics today do you want to go ahead and let us let let the general listener know what it is we're talking about today for the general listener i think we're going to start out i mean this is something that we've done traditionally throughout the years uh kind of a, a look back or discussion about ces if you will so kind of uh scroll through the highlights that some of our online publishers have shared because you know one of our goals a long time ago was to actually go to CES and and do a live show or do a show or collect our own notes but uh guess who got to go to CES this year Kevin um the people who went I don't know somebody we know not a soul actually oh oh no one virtual huh this year's CES was all virtual, much to our friends in Las Vegas's dismay. Uh, Las Vegas has had a really, really hard year this past 2020, and uh, CES kicking off 2021, being one of their largest um, ve- events pretty much every year, at least to kick off the year, not having it. Las Vegas is hurting for certain, but... That didn't mean that they didn't have CES. They just had a very different format for it. Curtain for certain. Is that something you coined? I'm just curious. That was pretty good. Hurtin for certain? Yeah. Never heard that before. No. That's fairly old. I feel oh. like a wrestler maybe coined it like way, way back in the early <laughs> days of wrestling. I don't know. You smell what the rock like a, a macho man. No, I, don't, I don't want to. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, was there anything from the CES that caught your eye? I am. Uh, I've, I've seen a few things here. That, oh. I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Because usually now, so does this have anything to do with your favorite topic or our favorite topic when it comes to sex um, robots? There you go. Yes. Does it have anything to do with those? I think we're going to touch a little bit on Ooh. some sexual innovation. Gonna, yeah, get it. Touch. See what touch, I did there. I see what you did there. Very titillating. I like it. but i want to start off with um maybe an ecological kind of innovation that's been happening uh kevin i don't know if you remember hearing recently that uh china well not recently within the last year and a half i think this has happened china has basically said we we can't take any more of the world's recycling yes i do remember that did you hear about that when that happened yeah so along those lines there's lots of um Lots of municipalities and areas where they're not recycling anymore because there's no capacity for it. So, you you know, you sort your stuff, you put your bins out, and those bins just are ending up in a landfill. Well, one of the innovations coming out uh, from CES is a an actual in-home 
recycler. <laughs> so can you explain uh, so what that means then? <laughs> Don't we call those incinerators and that's not really recycling? Well, I think what they do is they take your um, loose recyclables and they crush them down into a much smaller um, recycling thing. Let's see what they say. Uh, it steam cleans, removes the labels, prevents contaminations, and I think it stores it until you get notified that there will be a recycling pickup that actually gets recycled. So there's companies that are still like traveling around and still fulfilling the actual recycling mission. And what this does is it... It holds everything for you, has an app, of course, that's going to be a recurring theme for today's show that this recycler has a loop and uh, and it will notify you when that is going to happen. So where you, you live in- recycled, the bin can, the bin can be picked up three to eight times per year. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it's going to hold very much. Well, it looks pretty big. So real, uh, real talk here. Hold on, hold on. Real talk. We have two recycle bins here at our house because we have five people full-time a small army six. of children exactly <laughs> so we're going through like you know milk cartons cardboard you know because we're buying online even more um orange juice containers you name it more and more and more we fill up those two and they pick up every two weeks still here in our wow i'm skinny again in our municipality every two weeks and we're we're bursting up the seams on those two do you in Boulder still get pickups um, on a routine basis? Well, we're in the apartment living scheme. So oh, we yeah. actually have a recycling dumpster. I can't even get you. Oh, there we go. It's <laughs> like, I can't even get you to grow on this scene. Um, we have a recycling dumpster outside. So in theory, that gets picked up from here two times a week, but we have no idea where that goes. Living in the Republic of Boulder, we can only hope that it's truly being recycled. Yeah, it's just probably going to the landfill. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing. After I knew about the China thing, they're like, stop taking recyclables. As far as I know, you're right. They're going, thanks. It's now from going to the blue bin, which is our recycling, just to the landfill as well. <laughs> Though, I will say... There is a company that's located not far from where I'm at. You may have heard it before. It's called Pollywood. And what they do is they take uh, recycled uh, milk jugs. Pollywood. Yep. They take recycled milk jugs and they turn it into lumber. Um, And then we get, or what do you use with this lumber? You ever heard of Trex before? Trex, like where it's it's basically a decking material that cuts like wood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a composite, right? So you, they also make furniture out of this. So it la- this furniture, and we and we've started getting some. This is not cheap. So the table itself is like a thousand dollars that we have that would sit on our back porch. But it will last longer than the two of us combined because it's it's fade proof. It's uh, tough as nails. I mean, it's like Trex. I mean, it's it's it would be hard to hurt this stuff. So that's one good thing that I know is still happening. That's a domestic. So with that thing. kind of price, with that kind of price and that kind of longevity, is this considered like heirloom quality that you would like? Well, if you think about leave it, leave this to your children. <laughs> maybe I mean, if you think about it, though, and, and it's made out of milk carton of recycled. So it's at the end of the day, it's plastic, but it's fancy plastic. It's you know, it's. Yeah. <laughs> It's really nice. Yeah. I mean, we have some couple of outdoor chairs 
outside that are in the front of our house that are rocking chairs made out of this stuff. It's built like a tank. It looks nice. A lot of people have like an Adirondack or Adirondack style chairs. We don't have those, yes. but I mean, you can have all that stuff. But if you've never, if you've ever had outdoor furniture, the elements are not easy on it. Just simply the sun shining down on some of those. Um, if it's made out of metal, it rusts. Um, you know, it, it's not easy. I mean, wood still wood. Wood would last, but again, chips and eventually it rots. So this is this is kind of a nice way to take care of recycles. Anyway, deep rabbit hole here. We've got a recycling <laughs> thing that looks way too small for my family, and I I just don't see the use. So if you were going to sell this to me, tell me again what what's getting me excited. Uh, it's got an app attached to it. I think that's pretty <laughs> oh, much the only excitement. Sold. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's connected to the internet. I'll take two. <laughs> yes. Yes. Whatever. Uh, and as you can see, that is definitely going to be a recurring theme. Um, but actually, uh, another recurring theme of a lot of the stuff at CES is things that were related to the pandemic. So, uh, we had an episode a couple of weeks ago, uh, that focused on pandemic innovations as it related to things like we're doing here today, streaming or live meetings and things like that. Uh, one of the things that was prevalent, um, in 2020, especially out West would, was the wire were the wildfires and uh, yeah. air quality became a serious day-to-day issue. And uh, so I found myself downloading apps that would give you air quality alerts because if we were going to go to a certain place, you know, we couldn't hike if the air quality was going to be super bad and then like not just gray skies, but bad enough that, you know, it could actually impact your, uh, your breathing. So um, air quality became a big thing in 2020. But another thing, as far as innovations related to the pandemic, uh, air things, the company, is actually now building into their air quality centers the ability to detect viral load in the air. So air things can now analyze the risk of indoor virus spread. So found that yeah. kind of interesting. I saw I saw some masks that are also connected to apps and whatnot. It'll and yeah, I saw those. Those feel really like trendy and fads and like are they actually working? I mean, what if they're um, I don't know. It just, it just seemed kind of trendy. Wear a mask. Just wear a mask. Does it have to be connected to an app? Not so much. That's all I'm saying. We're gonna we're gonna get to some uh, high tech masks here oh. a little bit later in the segment as well. Question based on your wildfires. So here in Indiana, we don't exactly have wildfires. You know what we have in the fall? We have burning leaves. You know, out in the country. I love that smell. I got a dumb question. When there's a wildfire, is there a party? It's like, well, kind of smells good. <laughs> I'm just asking. Let me. No, no. I think that's a great question. I think it's incredibly fair. Um, since we're relatively new to living out here, this was our first experience with a, like a true, you know, a very dangerous wildfire season. And um, the first couple days where the air quality was still okay, but you kind of got that that whiff of burning pine in the air. I was like, oh, this feels like you're camping. After day 45 and some days where the sky was orange because of those, first of all, the smell changes over time depending on how hot and how close the fires are and depending on what's being burnt besides the trees. So it, sometimes it was rancid, um, you know, just like not very tolerable at all, but it just, it wears on you. So imagine that next 
time we experience something like that, even maybe even a campfire, it might trigger some pretty like not positive thoughts. So, but yeah, at the beginning it was okay. <laughs> okay. Just curious. All right. So I see um, something at CES that's app connected, but I just shake my head, Bob. And no, it's not the uh, thing that vibrates to music for happy times. It's, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> let me read this one to you. You may have seen it. And here's the tagline. Afraid of leaving your kid in a hot car? There's a device for that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's Somebody's trying to market somebody. Hey, you forgot your kid in the car. You might want to go get them before they die. What? irresponsible parent is going, you know what, honey, we better get one of these because it's happened three times so far. You know, I, mean, I just don't get this one. Help me out. So um, do you remember a couple summers? I mean, these are all tragic stories. A couple summers ago, um, I believe there were multiple children that suffered this, you know, terrible, you know, death in cars. And immediately after that happened that summer, um, a car seat manufacturer came out with a car seat innovation that does pretty much the same thing that I'm looking at this. Um, it looks like it's a pad that detects if your child is still, yeah, a Tata pad. So um, basically it can tell if there's weight still in it and it will alert you if the your device is a certain number of feet away from the pad. I think is probably what the gist of it is. Yeah, GPS location data. So, um, and apparently you can still get it if your phone is off. So that's interesting. I, I think that this is solving a problem that the problem arose because of the people who had to say something because they did something terrible to their children. Oh my God, I didn't even realize I left them in there. I mean, you're a parent, right? We've talked ne about this several never times. Never in my life would I even fathom the possibility that I've taken the time to put my child in a car, get out of it and go, oh, you know what? I wonder if so-and-so is still in my car. I've never in my life had even a close call to anything like that. I just don't get that. Sorry. And I think it's important to say that since Kevin and I can both sit here and say we've never, that's never crossed our minds, then obviously we, we can't put ourselves in the minds of someone that is too stressed, too distracted, too whatever. But it just speaking as two dads between us, seven kids, right? You have four, yep. I have three. Yep. Uh, I do have a hard time, you know, and then there's people who leave their kids on top of their car in the car seats. Have you seen that? Like I've done that with my glasses and or a phone or a drink <laughs> oh God, up on top horrible. of the phone. Oh my God. People have left their kids in their car seats on top of the car. This reminds me of a National Lampoon's vacation where they tie the dog <laughs> to the car bumper or whatever and they take off driving. Like, yes. <laughs> maybe I can see that one. But your children? Come on. Maybe I would say you need to not be a parent. That, right. If you had that pet and three children distracting you, you could see forgetting the dog. I don't know. I can't even. So just scroll down to the next one because I feel like we're probably getting ourselves in hot water with that one. Okay. Hide drugs, hide drugs oh, from yeah. your kids in these Bluetooth unlocked boxes. <laughs> hide. Why is it drugs though? Hide anything that can fit in this box from anybody. It should be the should you know be what it is. But why drugs? I mean, I I get it. But and do they mean like prescription drugs or they mean cigarette weed? I, I imagine either. Right. 
I don't know, but when I read the headline, I was thinking like, wow, I guess that's pretty responsible if you're hiding your heroin from your kids. You know what? $549. <laughs> no, buy a, buy a safe. Oh. oh, then it's cocaine. If if the safe is $549, it's hide cocaine from your children. Well, it has like a glossy area on the top and it looks like maybe that's where you put lines of coke on it or something. No, I've never done coke, but <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, this. Every now and then, saw it in a movie. Every now and then, you know, these innovations are just like, really? Was that really a problem we we were looking to solve as a society? Was hide your drugs from your kids with a Bluetooth connected? Whatever. Every now and then, the internet is a scary, scary place. Um, Have you ever used a pop socket, Kevin? Yes, um, not on my phone, but my kids and my wife use them. I saw the magnetic one. I think that's what you're getting at, right? Oh, yeah. So apparently with the newer phones, they create MagSafe. Um, it's like a MagSafe technology so that you can charge with a magnet. There's all kinds of like, you know, uh, magnetized components. Well, PopSocket, those smart MFers, were like, huh. That adhesive's a drag. Let's just make it magnetic and make it mag safe. So I thought this one was pretty cool, and it's obviously not a, a billion dollar, you know, like anybody can afford and buy said pop socket. So, and of course, this is just me being an armchair engineer. So you have to have a pretty strong magnet for it to stay on. Would you agree? Oh, 100%. And what does a strong magnet create? A, a magnetic field. And what does a magnetic field interfere with? Electronics. I'm just saying, especially radio transmissions because they're electromagnetic. Hey, I'm sure it works. I, th- I think that's where the but I think that's where the MagSafe comes in. So uh, I don't know. Isn't isn't MagSafe just a tagline to say it's connected with a magnet? I I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look into it or get the interns to look into it. I, I believe it has to do with it's safe for electronics, magnets that are safe for electronics. I could be wrong. So I'm scrolling through this list you sent me through Wired, but I saw <laughs> one on TV. And I don't know if you've seen this, but I don't know if it was meant for consumers, but it was at the CES. But it looked like a giant six or yeah, let's go six foot tall thing with a bunch of light bulbs that were all UV. And it basically roams around this area and it tries to kill things with ultraviolet light, like viruses and bacteria, you know, as it kind of like sweeps the room with light. And it totally looked like something out of a Star Wars medical droid type thing. I'm just like, what is that? That's that's totally looking creepy. Apparently, apparently UV light blasting was huge at this year's for this year's CES. So there were tons of different, you know, handheld versions of those robot versions of those. Like, you know, it's basically Roomba with a light kit attached to it. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, sure, if it works, but it just, you know, have we have we started the dawn of, you know, these really weird looking medical droids? You know, when you go to the hospital now, is it? Are you going to be created by this medical droid to sign in? You know, it's telling you to wear the mask because the receptionist can no longer tell you to wear the mask because it's too dangerous to even do that. You know, who knows? It's just so dystopian anymore. Oh, I, I think we're heading that way for sure. Um, I think that saw some other stuff in this article related to 
uh, in-store features to be able to help people with social distancing so that, you know, basically they're going to have cameras. I don't know heat sensors to beep when people are too close together. I'm not sure how that's going to work because obviously my wife and I don't social distance when we go to the store together. So, uh, Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> yeah, how does the software know that, oh, I can be close to you because I live with you, but I can't be close to them because I don't live with them. You know, Now we have to program some sort of social behavior network under AI into these things. Um, I think we've talked about it before, but it reminds me, I think it was uh, Demolition Man or Judge Dredd. It was some Sylvester Stallone sci-fi movie with Sandra Bullock where he, he got froze. He got froze and put I into the future. Dr- I, I think that's Judge Dredd, right? If Sandra Bullock's one of it? those two, they all blur, you know, some early nineties oh, action movie. Maybe she wasn't Demolition Man. I don't know. But anyway, the scene is, you know, he he comes from the past, like through cryo or something, and she's in the, from the future, and he like wants to, you know, get it on with her, and she's like, "Ew, you mean like actually touch, physical contact?" I wonder if one day we'll just do everything. Oh, that's right, we did talk about that one. Yeah, yeah, awkward doing it, anyway. doing it from a distance. <laughs> yeah, just completely medicinal. All right, uh, what else so, caught your eye here? I got a question for you. Yeah. Did you hear within the past year and a half or so that Segway was actually going out of business? I did. Well, apparently they're not. (laughs) Because they are introducing. Have you ever rode or driven on a Segway? I have not out of fear. (laughs) Have you ever thought, man, I wish I had a Segway right now? Never, ever. What problems does a Segway actually solve? I'm just curious. It's It solves the problem that when you're too lazy to walk, but you still want to move really slowly around an area, <laughs> but use extreme balance to do so. <laughs> yeah, I would say those are called golf carts, you know, at some some sort of thing, some sort of event, because, you know, around here... When you want to move people, or even at an airport, I've never seen a Segway fill that need. It's usually some sort of golf cart or the old left and right foot. Just saying. So yeah, I don't understand. I think it was, I think it was just supposed to be futuristic, like wheel feet. I don't know. But anyway, they're making them for kids now. So Segway is apparently not quite done. Yeah. But isn't there already a kid version of these? And isn't it called the hoverboard? Yeah, but it doesn't have the handle. Hoverboard's too hard to ride. These are a little bit so, more so people-friendly. Are you telling me somehow Segway <laughs> has the monopoly, the patent on putting a stick <laughs> that connects to the bottom on it? They very well may. I'm just, I'm just asking. Because my kids would love to have uh, those hoverboards. And I'm like, you know, kids, back in my day, a hoverboard was something Marty McFly would be proud of. And they're like, <laughs> whatever, Dad. nerd (laughs) exactly all right uh what else is on the list here that caught your eye kevin have you ever had a smartwatch you have a fitbit right i have a fitbit that i haven't put on since our last time we tried to lose weight successfully we did successfully lose weight but i successfully found it all but (laughs) not since then i haven't really used my fitbit no um when your fit when you had your fitbit did it do heart rate it did Okay. 
so one of the new things that's coming out in the in these this line of innovative technology is uh, additional types of cardiac monitoring and blood pressure apparently is a big um, a big innovation that's going to be coming to uh, users like you and I. So next iterations of wearables are most likely going to have some kind of blood pressure uh, monitoring component to them. I've seen quite a few products on this list that uh, they're actually adopting that technology. Not, not that I want to poo-poo on it too much, but uh, these wearables, you know, we can do your blood oxygen, we can do your pulse, we can now apparently do your blood pressure. At some point, you know, they're, they're selling us the things that they can do, but it's the things that they can't do that they can't put in the smart watch might be the things that we should actually be watching out for that would actually kill us. What I'm getting at is we're paying for these cool smart watches to give us data on the promise that, Oh, now you're an informed person. Now you have every bit of information you need to not die a young age. So I think a lot of this is it's cool, but what do we do with it? I don't know. Let's find something Let's tell people it's going to make them healthier or whatever. So well, you do know that high blood pressure is known as the silent killer because <sighs> often it's asymptomatic <laughs> and then all of a sudden pop, you're dead. So maybe this could be information that's useful. Um, I can take my EEG with my Apple watch and uh, every once in a while I do just to make sure it's all, you know, regular sinus rhythm and then i go back about my day <laughs> yeah i mean like i said it, I, I guess having more data is not bad than less data but it's also a you know what happens it's like social media do you get addicted to the stats oh my gosh it's a pick a number out of the sky what does it mean nothing it's nothing <laughs> go about your day <laughs> anyway all right. You got some juicy stuff on your list, right? Or, or is it too early for that? I, got, I think I'm starting to ramp up the juiciness. Okay. Let me ask you this, Kevin. Have you ever, you know, this? we're talking before times here. Do you ever think, man, it'd be really cool to go out with a bunch of my friends and have not have to have anyone drive, but I don't want to go out in one of those, you know, cheesy autonomous vehicles. I want something fancy along the lines of a Cadillac auto uh, autonomous vehicle. <laughs> I, I Did you ever haven't. have that thought? No, I haven't. But uh, <laughs> maybe now, since you planted that in my mind, I might. So what, what would people who had such thoughts do to relieve such anxiety, Bob. Well, luckily, our friends over at General Motors and Cadillac are solving this problem for us because debuted at this year's CES was a high-end Cadillac minivan, basically, that's autonomous. So the seating goes around completely, so everyone sits around the perimeter, and it's basically a self-driving party taxi. <laughs> um, you Did you watch Westworld Season 3? Oh, yes. The vehicle's in there. Very much along those lines. Okay. Because yes. that's immediately what I thought. It's, it's basically a wraparound sofa with four wheels on it. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. That's, you know, one day, that would be kind of cool. You know, autonomous. I, I, you know, I, I might be one of those people who are like, I don't want to give up control uh, or, you know, to a computer autonomously. But one day, I think that is the future. So you've been to an amusement park, right? 
they already have these kind of uh, vehicles that just will take you from here to there. We call those uh, roller coasters. Now, of course, they're meant for thrills <laughs> and they're on a track. They also have like the old fashioned cars where it has like the, the rail in the middle and if the wheels, you know, hit it, it bounces off, goes the other way. So, I, I, I mean, we kind of have this technology for a while, but this is without the rail, so to speak. You can Wait, use existing- we better put technology in air quotes there. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, a little loosely used there. But the center bumper is not technology. Can, can I ask you a, a simple question? Why? And I just had this thought. Maybe it's irrational. Why go through the trouble of doing AI that could be faulty, blah, blah, you know, pick, pick a bunch of reasons just so you don't have to have a rail in your lane. Why don't we just put rails and just attach? Because the future, Kevin, the future. I'm just, I'm just thinking, man, isn't the simple solution here just to put a rail in the middle, like a monorail, and then you have switches to be able to go, okay, now I need to veer off to the right. Now I need to veer off to the left. And gosh, that just seems simple. Is that, is that just too simple? Then probably, nope. but I'm just asking. That is the, con- that is the conveyor belt technology dream that I had over a decade ago. So that the roads basically became conveyor belts. And you know what pod- else? Is, you know what else this rail could do? It could charge the vehicle. While it moves. Ooh. Huzzah. I don't know. I, I, I'm having this revelation. Maybe you already had this, but why, why are we going through all the gyrations of doing this? Because we've already had these things. They're called trains. They're on rails. <laughs> they, electric trains. They get a lot of people to where they're going. I don't know. Weird, I think huh? um, Elon has a, has a invention in his queue. That's basically, um, energized road tiles that can actually charge a vehicle while it's in contact with the road. So if that's I, one of I got one of his again. deals to be sure. Um, <laughs> I know it's cause it's cause Skype changes your picture size based on your bandwidth. It's really frustrating. Oh, that sucks. But I want to segue off of the self charging car <laughs> because there's a car that was introduced, brought to us by the people at Sono Motors. It's an electric car that's basically covered in similar technology to Elon's roof tiles. That's solar panel covered car, but you can't really tell. And it basically charges while driving it around. Speaking of solar panels and you can't tell, I think that's what the revolution and that's what I think Elon's one of his business ventures Roof tiles that don't look like solar panels, but are solar panels. That's a great idea. Because what do people say? There's two things that people <laughs> say against solar panels. I know we're not even talking about a car at this point. Two things against solar panels. They look ugly and they cost a lot. So those are the two problems I think we need to solve with that. But if a car can do that, it'd be great. But I just don't think a car has enough surface area. So what does this car look like? I've seen the ones that are like it's- racing cars that are like giant UFO looking things. No, this one looks like a minivan. Looks like a compact minivan, so hmm. we'll see. Is it a hybrid or is it fully electric? It says it's a fully electric. It's a 35-kilowatt battery that can be charged through a standard EV charger, so it's an electric vehicle. Um, so it's basically just um, solar-assisted charging. Okay, so it's, it's just helping not discharge the battery as quick on a sunny day because if it's raining, it's, uh, yeah, pointless, right? 
Yeah, well, but one of the most practical uses of solar is, is like an adjunct power source, not just a primary. So, yeah. All right. So um, I know there's a couple of these in here, but we can start with the, the one that was up higher. Um, go start with another question. Kevin, have you ever found yourself wanting to be pleasured along with the beat, along to the beat of whatever music is playing around you? <laughs> That's... That's an interesting question, Bob. And no, I never pondered <laughs> such things. What about you? I did not until uh, reviewing some of the things that were announced at uh, CES this past few weeks. And uh, our good friends from, hang on, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Our good friends from Satisfiers. Uh, it's the Satisfier Love Triangle sex toy. It's uh, a... <laughs> It ran away with two innovation awards for this year's. It's of course it's got a connected app, uh, but it's got an air pulse stimulation and vibration. Wow, for an all-around titillating experience. I believe that's a word that you used earlier in the show. It it's uh, got an app for iOS and Android, so you can customize the vibration and pulse patterns. And uh, wow, so is this uh, like? Can you like trade your profiles? Hey, Bob, uh, what's your vibration profile? Can you share that with me? Or uh, like a playlist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so check this one out. I got, Kevin. A, <laughs> uh, I got a bop it, a bop it, twist it, bop it. Uh, I'll trade you Hold for it. a. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy. What are we, what kind of toy was that? Um, Let's go ahead and jump. Oh, I, I feel like you have a question. Go ahead. I, d I, I don't. Um, I, no, I was just going to go to the next product. Uh, the next sex toy product? Um, not necessarily. No, <laughs> but uh, if you want to, if you want to keep going, go for it. Well, I got, I got another one in the back pocket, so to speak. Yep. So if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Bob. Uh, let me find a good one here. Let's see here. Um, do, 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 do. Okay. This one actually I could possibly like. So a Bluetooth shower speaker powered only by water. I was really intrigued by that one too. I think that's actually brilliant. There's not many How of on, on these on here that I'm just like, wow. But that one I was like, wow. I'm assuming it's powered because it, it works like a, a water wheel, you know, like, like yeah. we're talking like settlers, right? It, like it's got a little turbine and it spins it and hey, that's what powers it. That is pretty clever. <laughs> you know, I'm like, whoa, that does make a lot of sense. I don't know about you, but let me ask you. I, I listen to <laughs> Alexa. Oh, geez, I just said her name. She's listening to me. Uh, I got to hit. Don't, don't, don't. Okay. When I talk to the person that rhymes with Alexa, <laughs> oh, dang it, she still heard. Yeah, she, exactly. That doesn't work. No. That, that one device thing that responds to commands. I'll turn it on and turn, you know, volume eight or whatever, you know, while I'm in the shower. So I'll listen to like the local morning show, or whatnot, get my news or whatever. So is that something that, you know, do you turn on the radio in the morning and listen during the shower? Or is that just like, that's weird, Kevin? No, actually, I think uh, music in the showers, I mean, shower radios have been popular for a really long time. I can't tell you how many we've 
owned throughout the, you know, past 25 years. So we actually have a speaker in the bathroom that's outside the shower. And of course you do have to blast it, you know, so you can actually enjoy the audio level while you're in the shower. So having something in the shower with you, always preferred. You know what else is great in the shower? Uh-oh, here a comes. shower beer. <laughs> no, a shower beer. Are you serious? You've uh, never had a shower beer? I'm not even sure what we're talking about. Are we talking about drinking a beer in the shower? Hell yeah. No, I, I, I guess I don't cross those streams. This is obviously not a morning shower we're talking about. Fair. Allegedly. Fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Little music, five thirty somewhere in the tunes. world. <laughs> yep, little tunes in the shower, little beer in the shower. Highly recommend it. I'm doing dry January, so like I'm having vivid daydreams about alcohol at this point. <laughs> Gosh, I can't remember the last time. Oh, I did get the growler for Christmas or pre-Christmas. Put some in there. So I, it's been a while since I've had any. Just, just not feeling inspiration to to uh, do any sort of beer lately. All right. Uh, what else? Did you see here? the did Did you see the mini beehives or the the basically the balcony sized bee colonies that you can help save the planet by raising honeybees right there on your a very small plot of land? I saw something to that effect, but I I'm, I'm quickly trying to scroll. Let us let us know a little bit more, Bob. It's called the Bee Box. Um, no shock to anyone here that it actually has an app. So not only can you raise bees and get honey and help save the world, but you'll be notified via an app the actual conditions in the hive and the amount of activity that's going on in the hive. So you'll know if your bees are, yes, indeed, healthy and contributing to the greater good. Uh, the good thing about this is that the hives are relatively, they're self-contained and relatively small. They do say that you could, you know, basically raise bees on your balcony. So in theory, even in New York City, you know, large metro areas, you could contribute to uh, bringing back the bee population. So I like honey. Can you get honey out of this? Or is this basically all you got to do is put this out so it's protected. You got bees. You get no honey or anything. Oh, no. If where there are bees, there's honey. Because you're you raising ever, the honeybees. So so you'll actually be able to get fresh honey from these little hives. Do you ever get grossed out thinking that honey is just like bee vomit, insect vomit? It's gross to think about, but it's good. <laughs> But it's damn good. It is good. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, that's interesting stuff here. All right. So basically what I'm what we're getting at is anything that's connected or anything at CES anymore better have an app to go with it, right? Even if it's like a yeah, cardboard box, it's, it's gotta have an app. It's 2021. It's gotta have an app that goes with it. So I basically have one last question for you, Kevin. This is another mm. lifestyle question. <laughs> Have you ever found yourself, you know, reaching for your favorite sex toy and you go, oh, God <laughs> damn, that's cold. <laughs> I, I, I can't say that has ever entered my top 100 things of things I wish I could solve or actually ever happened to me, but go for it. Well, apparently that is a large concern of people when they reach for their favorite sex toy. Well, someone has solved that problem. 
uh, one of the companies in here, I'm, I'm still scrolling dramatically down to get to it, but they basically uh, have developed sex toys with built-in heating elements. So I believe, of course, via an app, when you're starting to feel like you might be in the mood later, you can just send a quick ping to your favorite little <laughs> toy and get it warming up for you. <laughs> the, the weird part so, of me is thinking, could you use this in a survival situation to keep your core warm? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm sure you probably could heat yourself from the inside out if that's what you're asking. I'm, I'm sort of asking that, but... Please don't answer that. I hope the answer is no, it's not not gonna help you. Oh, oh wow. it must I'm be looking, the very last story. Very last <clears throat> story. I'm looking on here. at it here. It's uh Laura DiCarlo, don't know who that is, rolls out new heated sex toys. Mm. Oh, there we go. Yes. You'd think that you could just take out or make it microwavable. <laughs> but maybe that's just you know. but I have a, a USB charger parts. Kevin <laughs> and and if we make it microwavable it can't have an app because I'm sure this has got an app right uh, three new toys feature all new heating technology to warm things up in the bedroom the three toys are non-phallic in design and use a nylon based thermal conductive polymer to create consistently body warming intimate experience um it doesn't say anything about an app i just assumed that it did wow i'm just gonna take this to the absurd again so imagine you're a research and development scientist for sex toys a, what does your LinkedIn look like? And B, what do you talk about during the holidays with uh, the family? So how's work going? Well, <laughs> funny you mention that. We've got this new technology. Really? Tell me all about it. I, I, those are just got to be amazing conversations. I can think of lots of colorful answers to that question. How's work going? And something about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's really... It's really verbing me in a noun kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pain in my ass. <laughs> yes. So, um, all right. Speaking of things oh, that are a pain well, in the ass. I can't ass, wait for this. Can't audio, wait for this <laughs> Audio <laughs> um, production. So it is now Bob's turn to uh, do this week's read for our sponsor. Oh, shit, Josh. Sorry, it's so late in the show. We were just so caught up with uh, CES stuff, and we've got more to come on the other side of this. But uh, this episode of the show, along just like every other episode of the Bob and Kevin show for the past couple of months, is brought to you by Beatty Bar Media. That's B-A-T-Y dash B-A-R-R dot media for the URL. And they're, uh, the president there, Josh Beatty Bar, he's actually, we get the, we get the VIP treatment. He is our head engineer and show producer. Uh, it's an online, Beatty Bar Media is an online editing and production company that specializes in music, podcast production, and video services for creators of all backgrounds. Their efficient and reliable services will save you time and stress on any project. Josh working for us on the show allows us to uh, basically dick around and do stuff like getting back into live video production because what happens is we talk about things on air, we dump files to Josh via uh, his electronic submission, he 
goes ahead and does all the editing. We get an electronic invoice. We get electronic files. We get to pick our teasers. I mean, it's all done. Bam, bam, bam. It's a pretty, pretty high tech experience and a pretty high touch at the same time. So, um, he basically just allows us to be great creators. And what he's also allowed us to do is pass along some of that goodness to you. If you go to BATY-BARR.media, one of those cool TLDs like ours, slash BK show, you can actually fill out your first project scope with him and get a 10% discount. So Beatty-Bar.media slash BK show for the Bob and Kevin show and uh, get 10% off your first project. Kevin, you got anything to add to that or uh, take no, it away? Not really. Other than you did uh, identify another P-I-T-A, which is, um, you know, when you hire somebody, you know, getting them paid or whatnot is hard. But Josh makes it super easy for us because we just do it online. And then he delivers the files online. I guess, how else would you send it, Kevin? Not through the mail. Well, <laughs> the point is... He could he send us a, zip, a jump drive or something. I mean, oh, if you wanted you to be old zip school drive. Pony Express. How many I people did. out there even know what a zip drive is? I, I mean, they probably know what a floppy drive is. Probably know what a CD, a DVD, <sighs> Blu-ray is, but a zip drive? Hmm. Yeah. How about a Bernoulli drive? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Cyquist Cyquist drive. Bernoulli's, I think, were the predecessors to Cyquists. What about so. SCSI? Do you remember SCSI connections and SCSI, SCSI cables? And Hell yeah. yeah. Anyway. Always man, a bad a SCSI cable guys. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. so Josh runs a pretty high-tech operation for these two old white dudes, and we really appreciate it. It's almost too easy to pay him, just to be fair, but uh, we do enjoy everything you do for us, Josh, and uh, sorry again for getting the read so late in the show um another thing that i learned about ces kevin by looking at this is that and we've talked about this before apparently if you can roll or fold a screen that is the coolest thing ever um, it is cool but why it is <laughs> yeah exactly but why how many times have you said god i wish i could just roll my phone up and put it in my pocket <laughs> well that's where the like the the new flip phone would be kind of cool, you know, because you know the thing with a, like an iPhone or even my old Samsung here, it's it's they're they're not getting any smaller. They're like mini iPads anymore. So I understand at some point if you fold it in half, you know, you're you're helping us out. But the rolling screen, it's cool. It's very cool. But I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Okay, great. What problem do we just solve? Because you're right. At no point have I gone, you know what? I wish I could take this TV home. With one exception, Bob. Um, if I could roll away a TV into the ceiling or into downward into a media cabinet, that would be kind of cool. Because a television turned off over the years just sitting in a room kind of is just ugly. So if you could roll it away into the ceiling or roll it down into, like I said, a media center, that would be kind of cool. But then you'd have, I guess, a painting or something behind it. You know, imagine you're having a a, a party and people over and you don't want the TV just to be there and off over the fireplace. You want it to be this Picasso or some Monet or whatever. <laughs> so I guess, but it's definitely not going to. None of that's going to appeal to Joe user who wants to buy one of these at Walmart, right? 
Well, I'm glad you mentioned the behind it aspect because another odd thing that I saw that's apparently gaining ground is transparent televisions. I don't understand that. Um, so a lot of sci-fi shows, so if I'm correct, like uh, The Expanse, you watch The Expanse, right? Yes. So it's the uh, UI. So I, I never understood this. I'm going to go on a little rant. I'll come right back. But, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't be I'm, a Bobby Kevin show without one. <laughs> I'm flying the Rasenate on The Expanse. I've got this cool UI. It's floating in front of me. But from your perspective, who's standing on the other side of this virtual screen, everything's backwards. So why even show them the backwards view of this? And what about like screen protection? You know, I've got these monitors here. And if I was doing like super secret work, I would have to have some sort of thing that you couldn't see from the angle. But no, on sci-fi shows, you can see it from all angles and backwards and reverse and mirror. So... I don't think that makes sense from a practicality standpoint. Um, you know, I'm, I have Bob's review up his salary and everything, and I'm reviewing it and I'm in this futuristic work. Everyone in the room can see exactly what I'm looking at. Right. Well, remember in the future, there are no paychecks. It's all oh, universal basic income or no need for money. Also, since you're using the expanse as a point of reference, notice that <laughs> their living quarters, especially on the, on the main ship in this season, they all sleep in open bunks, like in a communal area. Oh yeah. Do you remember they're the, all, the, the they're scenes all getting that show it that? on with each other too? And it's like, no big yep. deal. Yep. That's that, gonna... It's a, just a big ship wide hump fest. <laughs> uh, but back to That's transparent the screens. I'm looking forward to. <laughs> okay. Let's imagine your current flat screen TV, wherever it is in your house. Cause y'all got flat screens. If you have a tube television, this podcast is not for you. It's not for you. <laughs> no. Um, so you've got a piece of glass basically in the future and now you can see through it and maybe you could still have a painting behind it, but it'd be really awkward still. But even having a transparent screen, what did I solve? I'm just asking, what did we solve here? I, I don't know the answer to that question. That's kind of why I raised it. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of these, we did it. What'd we do? It. Why'd we do it? Because we could. It was there. Okay. Can we make any money on it? No, but we did it. Okay. It's like going to the moon. Yeah. I guess some things are humankind worthy, but a clear television screen, you know, a transparent one, not sure where we're going with that one. So, yeah. Yeah. And these high tech masks, speaking of not sure where we're going with these, uh, (laughs) (laughs) they seem opportunistic products. Yeah, I can't even this get one. We can't even get like 40% of the population to even wear a mask, let alone a smart mask. Are you kidding me? Maybe because they're not internet well, guess, connected. Maybe that's their reasoning. Well, mask phone, I mean, that's the one I'm looking at right now. I guess it is an extension. It's basically a headset plus mask. I don't know. This is like like the lower third of a Darth Vader mask. It's got electronics. Ooh. It will make yes. you sound cool. It'll make you sound Voice like James Earl Jones. Yep. <laughs> Actually, one of them, that's, I think that might be the one, or there's another one on here that does have voice amplification as part of the mask. So, like, that's addressing the problem, like, I can't hear you with your mask on. So, now that so we've that normalized I- covering your face when you go into a bank, if you could even go into a bank now, now you can change your voice and rob the place without <laughs> them knowing what you sound like or most of you looks like. Awesome. Well, I mean, it, 
it's just so, so funny when you think about that specific like instance, you know, like for all of my childhood and I'm sure my parents' childhoods and the childhoods of their parents or lives of their parents, you think of the, the stereotypical bank robber covers their face with a band bandana or, 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 you know, stagecoach robber, you know, bandana covering face. You don't know who I am because my face is covered, but now everyone in the bank has their face covered. It's so weird. Except the bank robber who isn't going to stand for his rights to be in, <laughs> to be stepped on. I'm robbing this That's bank right. without a mask and you can't stop me. Oh, don't, awkward. don't muzzle me. <laughs> That's right. My rights, my rights. You can't, <laughs> while I rob this bank, I will show you that you can't hurt my freedom. Okay. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2021 folks. Fingerprint scanners are getting bigger. Okay, great. CES probably gave an award for that. Um, all oh, glass one. dashboards. Now, that one actually kind of looked cool because it looks very Star Trek Next Generation. So I'll give that one like style points. But again, what, you know, mm, I don't know. It's just like the uh, the new uh, Dragon X module that sent all these astronauts up on one of Elon's firework or rockets. Um, <laughs> what happens when you get the blue screen of death? <laughs> you know, how do I just, where's the emergency brake lever? You know, I need some tangible stuff here. Oh, there goes the video again. Yeah, it's um, been doing it. Luckily you're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one here it usually bounces right back. Perfume apparently needs an app. So perfume bottles with an app. This is just getting out of, out of. Control. There is a Twitter handle called Internet of Shit, and I think that's what this Twitter <laughs> handle is meant for. Because every connected device is doesn't really need to be connected. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty ridiculous how connected they're getting. Soon it'll be like cool and hip to be not connected. Oh wait, that sounds like me. <laughs> Privacy. I don't know. <laughs> Shocker. All right, so what, did you see anything else out there that really caught your eye on this list no, that we haven't exhausted? No, I don't know if I've seen anything of like that. That right there. When does that come out? Because this is uh, most everything you see here is like stuff you scroll through on Amazon. I'm like, that's cool. Don't need it. That's cool. Don't need it. That's cool. Don't need it. So I'm sure all of this stuff will litter Amazon in our very near future. Is there anything on this list that you're like, I got to have that as soon as it's ready. Anything. So here's one that actually does kind of almost check that box for me. And I think it actually might be. Does it have to do with warming your core? No, actually, no. Those. (laughs) Okay. I'm okay without those. But um, GoSun's solar powered purifier lets you shower off the grid. So um, we're getting into the camping thing and we have a rooftop tent and we have our own solar panel and a, a solar battery that we can use to basically get us through a weekend. But we have talked about what we would want to do for portable shower. And this, uh, this thing kind of answers that. So it will solar heat, but it will also solar purify. And they have a couple of other products that are kind of in this line. And basically for less than two grand, you can put together a complete off the grid living setup. So fresh water, hot shower, all that good stuff. So that one, that one's actually pretty intriguing to me. So I hope it's more than what I'm seeing in this picture. Cause it looks like a, Solar panel the size of an iPad, a 
something, a, a coil of tube, tubing, a little, I can't tell if that's a bag or what that is, the size of a Capri Sun juice pack. <laughs> and it says for less than $2,000. Please tell me there's more to this. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of scale in that image, but um, I do think that there's <laughs> the solar panel is part of a bag that that other shit goes in, but. I don't. Well, yeah. Just based on the size of that tubing, that tubing can't be that big. It's not like it's not like it's huge diameter. That looks pretty small. So I'd be. I mean, it's an interesting concept, but I'm just boy. I hope they have better marketing than this. Yeah, I'll have to look more into that one because it is intriguing. But uh, yeah, that picture makes it seem like a lot. I don't think that's the two thousand dollar thing. I think you can add some of their other uh, kitchen on the go. Uh, uh, like a tiny solar powered coffee brewer and things like that. So they have, uh, they have a whole lineup, solar lights, ovens, coolers. So I think that's where you start to get to two grand. I don't think this little, uh, shower and water purifier is the, uh, (laughs) is the two grand. I hope it's not because then we won't be getting it. There's one last thing that I want to touch on and it's the 8K TV. Bob, do you have a... 4k tv no i'm still 1080p which is 2k for those who don't call it 2k because we never thought to call them 2k 4k 8k because we didn't know 4k was coming the thing with like these even 4k tvs there's very limited content that's in 4k most stuff is still not 4k and even if it is available in 4k because there's a lot of stuff on apple tv that is the amount of bandwidth it takes to watch a 4K TV, let alone whatever an 8K stream is going to take. Holy cow. That is definitely, we need a serious upgrade of our internet infrastructure. No shocker there for these to really take (laughs) off. And second note, whatever happened to curved TVs? Because we, we did the 3D TV thing. We did the curved TV thing. Now we're back. I think flat TVs with no 3D, but now we got more pixels. What's going on? Curved Curved TVs are gone because now they're rollable. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Uh, 8K rollable television. That's the whole thing. I never understood curved TVs anyway. I I just didn't understand those. I understand a curved monitor because I'm actually looking at two monitors that typically, actually both of them are slightly curved. I get curved monitors because this is an experience for one person, but a curved TV, in order for that to be tenable, it, we have to be talking like IMAX size television. Yes. You know, so that the entire living room or whatever that size is, is actually the the focal point. So I never understood these like 40 inch curved or six, even 60 inch curved. Nah, you know how close you got to be for that curve to really like make any sense? Anyway. And if you're too far away, the curve actually like degrades your experience. I would think. Right. So if you're on some sort of edge, right, and and you're looking, you know, from the kitchen or some odd angle, it's now curved. Now you can't even see part. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that for a TV. Definitely for a computer monitor. Definitely not for a television. Well, you know what I liked most about uh, today's episode, Kevin. Um. We got in sex robots. The phrase uh, warming your core has taken on a new meaning. Um, what else? <laughs> what else have you liked about this episode? The thing that I liked most about this episode is that it was actually lighthearted. Yes, which is a request that apparently we've received. Fan request. 
Uncle Tom, yes. this one goes out to you. <laughs> well, that's tough because technology, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of darkness in technology because we automate bad human behaviors. And it's really hard to get behind some feel-good tech because most tech, the way they monetize is not lighthearted. It's like, oh yeah, it's great. I'll do this. All you got to do is pay with your, you know, dignity. Oh, cool. No problem. Yeah, no <laughs> thanks. So <laughs> yeah, I, I I like this one. Boy, that, that means we're due for a dark episode. Yep, really so, dark one. Some more hard-hitting tech next week. <laughs> don't know what but i'm sure uh there's a lot of possibilities for shit to hit the fan in the next seven days so we'll see what unfolds hey folks if you learned anything from today if you need the device that detects whether or not there's a a kid in your car still just don't have children give them away (laughs) to your aunts or your brothers and sisters just and uh, (laughs) get some help get some help (laughs) yeah so if you hung out a word Oh, go ahead, by the way. I was just going to say, you got the final word, Bob. All right. Well, if you hung out this long in the episode, you can always find other ones, any place where podcasts are shown or streamed or whatever they do. And we'll try to do this live video thing every once in a while. So uh, thanks for hanging in there with us. And uh, catch you next time. Uh We out. Hey, have you ever wondered how you can get in touch with us at The Bob and Kevin Show? Well, first, you can try us via email at comments at bobandkevinshow.com. Or are you more into social? If so, you can find us on Twitter at Bob and Kevin Show. Or on Instagram as Bob N. Kevin Show. That's Bob, the letter N, Kevin Show. And if you're still on Facebook, you can even find us at facebook.com slash Bob and Kevin Show. And for the serious business fans, you can even find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash the dash Bob dash Kevin dash show. How's that for a handle? Let's connect.